0: I don't know about you but for me being alone isn't the same as feeling alone because you can be surrounded by hundreds of people but not have anyone that you can identify with it's like being a damaged superhero with the power of invisibility except i could never turn it off our minds can have these ongoing thoughts that you're afraid of sharing so you end up being consumed by these thoughts this happened to me a lot growing up and still does every once in a while so let's talk about that on the show welcome everybody to the 16th episode of happy to fail the podcast where each and every monday you and i get to sit down and we talk about the everyday problems we talk about those mental health challenges that sometimes we are afraid to talk to other people about them because we don't know how they're going to react and even though they may have the best intentions even though they may be waiting for for us to be open about those thoughts Because we build that movie where what if they reject me? What if they don't accept me? We just absorb. We absorb. And we cultivate this thing where we don't talk about what's going on inside of our head. And often, at least in my case, that led to me being alone. Because I had a bunch of people around me. Whether it be in college. Whether it be a couple of family members. But because I was afraid of that rejection, I just kept these thoughts to myself. So even though I had a lot of people around me. I felt alone. I couldn't identify with anybody that was around me, and that's what really motivated me to work on this episode. Because my name is Juan Velas I am from Puerto Rico, and I'm a proud survivor uh, as somebody that had multiple attempts against his life somebody that lives with obsessive compulsive disorder, depression, generalized anxiety. On this podcast, we don't focus on the problem. We focus on the solution. So if you enjoy what you, you listen to on the podcast, if you feel like this is something that allows you to connect with somebody all the way from Puerto Rico, and if you want to show some support, the easiest way to do so is by leaving a five-star review, whether it be on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Facebook. And remember, this podcast does not replace professional emotional support or any kind of related service. So if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, maybe those, those thoughts are getting to your head and you're not necessarily able to control them, don't be afraid to contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Don't be afraid to make that call, and if you're from Puerto Rico like myself, you can contact AMSCA's 24-7 Crisis Line at one 800 910 23 So in this episode about feeling alone, I decided to split it into three different topics. The first one being, how does it feel to be alone? Not being alone, but feeling alone. The thoughts going through that process. The second one is, why do I feel alone? Even when you sometimes do have somebody that is willing to listen to you, sometimes your your, your mind does play a lot of tricks on you. And then the third one, what do I do about it? Because I never want us to focus only on That spiraling thought that we can never get out of. I want to bring in my lived experience because maybe some of my strategies don't quite frankly work for you because you live in a different environment. Maybe they're just not for you and maybe others do. And at the same time, if none of these work and you find something else that is helpful and you think that would be really good for other people... Don't be afraid. Reach out to me. Happy to fail on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, because at the end of the day, it starts with my story. But it really is about all of us getting together and talking about the real topics that we are often too afraid to get to. But we're going to get to them right here. I'm happy to fail. So let's get to the first question, which is how does it feel to be alone when you're sitting down with people, when you're in college, when you're with family? A lot of times, you're surrounded by a lot of people that you look at the way they dress, the way they speak, their preferences, and you don't necessarily identify with the things that they like or the things that they don't like. So you're thinking, I'm I'm surrounded by people, but really, what am I surrounding myself with? I don't feel comfortable here. Just being here, just sitting here makes me anxious, and it gets those intrusive thoughts out of control. And when I get to those moments where I don't feel like I can identify with anybody, one of the things that I I can easily describe is that it feels like I want to yell, but nobody's around to hear me. I feel like I'm trapped in this bubble, surrounded by people, could be hundreds, could be thousands. But even if I yell, even if I cry, even if I punch myself in the face just to feel something, nobody is in there to pay attention. Nobody can see me. Nobody can hear me more so than a failure, I've talked about this in the past, I feel irrelevant because not only can I not identify with other people, other people can't identify with me. To me, feeling alone feels like there's nobody out there to validate your feelings. I had family members that did not comprehend my mental health challenges, so whenever I began crying And they asked me, well, why the hell are you crying? What's going on in here? The moment that I started to talk about my emotional challenges, they would just say, get over it. People have it worse. So instead of validating, in many ways, they were taping up my emotions. I was not able to get them out there. And that really frustrated me because I thought, like, here we go. I finally have a family member that legitimately wants to understand me. But at the end of the day, some people, and not everybody, and I want to be very clear about this, some people only like the superficial relationships where they see the good, they have a great time with you, but the moment things are not going according to plan, oh, you don't need to talk about that with me. That's why you go to a psychologist, and you can. But wouldn't it be beautiful if we lived in a world where we did have family members that could just sit down there, say nothing and do nothing else other than listen to you and validate your feelings? That would be awesome. For me, feeling alone feels like my chest is swelling up. It's filling up with water, and it's just ready to burst. I talk about this with water, but replace that water with emotions. They're building up. They're building up after traumatic experiences, after rejection, after bullying. You just want to be able to yell, how come nobody understands what I'm going through? But there's silence. Nobody's listening to you. I mentioned this on a previous episode. I guess another way that I could explain this is that feeling alone to me feels like you're, you're standing in front of a one-way mirror where you can see the entire world and everybody is developing relationships, everybody's growing old, and you're just standing there. You're taking up space. You feel like you're a bother to the world because nobody can relate to you. Nobody's there willing to listen to you. Who are you? To be perfectly honest, I feel far more alone whenever I'm surrounded by people that I can't identify with than whenever I'm home by myself. Because when I'm home by myself, I can cultivate that environment, whether it be uh, sitting down and planning out what I'm going to be baking tomorrow or listening to a podcast, watching a movie, playing a video game. But I cultivate, I create that environment. But when you get me out of my safe space and I'm surrounded by people that I feel like I'm a hypocrite. I don't want to be here. And there is something to exposing yourself to new surroundings. I've talked about that previously, and I think that's incredibly essential. But when you know you don't like to party because you don't like the loud sounds or you don't care to drink and people are obligating you to drink, that's just in no way a safe environment for you. So let's be more concrete about this. I actually want to share a story about something that happened back in college. This must have been around the first or second semester. I was very socially awkward. I was socially isolated. I didn't even know what hanging out was. But I had made it a challenge that after a couple of the classes, instead of just going back home, I would walk around and hopefully be able to bump into somebody that I was in a class with and just bond, just make a make a friend. And one of these days, I, I was able to speak to somebody that she was always sitting in a corner, second floor, and it seemed like based on her clothing, based on things she had talked about, we would have similar interests when it comes to uh, just geeky stuff, movies and things like that. We'd sit down, we'd say hi, we'd talk about computers for a little bit, and then one day she asked me, hey, why don't you come hang out with us on Friday night? And that, to me, was a big deal, people, because I had never done that in my life. This is around 19-year-old Juan just barely able to get a casual conversation going. And then she's telling me, hey, let's come hang out with my friends on a Friday night. For context, I have no job, no car, no driver's license. So not only was it hanging out, it's like, hey, well, I need you to pick me up. I needed to ask my mother for some money. And then where were we going to go? Because to top it off, I drank nothing, no alcohol. So It is like the perfect scenario for the most awkward environment. And spoilers, it was very awkward because what happened was that I'm usually just playing video games on a Friday night at 9 p.m. Yet at 10 p.m., here we are. We went to the movies. I think we went to see District 9 or something like that. And then afterwards, we went to a parking lot, and it's just everybody talking. But the thing is that everybody knows each other except me. So she tries to introduce me, and you could tell she had the best intentions, like, hey, here's this guy, I'm not sure what he's really all about, but he has good intentions talking about me, right? But the problem is that I tried so hard to fit in that it was like the cringiest thing where I was saying jokes that I really wouldn't say, I was asking questions that usually people would not ask, and people began to look at me and kind of shove me to the side because I was a weird guy. Admittedly, I truly was the weird guy. And being real, I would probably think about myself the same way they were thinking about me. So, what ended up happening is that you could tell they wanted to do other activities like uh, go to a bar and drink. But once again, I'm broke. I got nothing. I'm not interacting in any kind of healthy way. So, I just became quieter and quieter. And in my head, I was like, Juan, just talk. Just have casual conversations. Stop overanalyzing this. But I didn't. I let my intrusive thoughts get to me. I let my low self esteem dominate me. And at one point, I just told her, I'm sorry, take me home. This didn't work. And yeah, you can sort of guess what happened afterwards. The friendship was no longer there. I felt horrible because usually in movies, the, the kid does this right, but then he actually develops a healthy relationship, and they're best friends forever. No. I went to the movies, saw these people one time in my life, and then I was back to not having any friends whatsoever. And looking back, I'm happy things like this happened, because nowadays I do have a lot of friends. I have family members. I do a lot of uh, public speaking And it's events like this that make me realize, you know what? We're all capable of changes. We are all capable of learning from our experiences. Yes, I felt terribly alone at that moment. I felt miserable. For the next month, I would go back to binge eating and crying about my life and having suicidal thoughts, but that didn't stop me from trying again and again and again. I would eventually go to my college's uh, gym I would go to a couple of classes that I felt more comfortable talking to people, but I always had that first engagement in the back of my head as like, Juan, no matter what, this is not happening again. You got to learn from those experiences. You got to dominate your mind. And I did that. And I ain't going to lie. I still have my uh, awkward conversations, but I'm a pretty awkward person in real life. And I am damn proud of it. So now that we've talked about how does it feel to be alone, and I share that very awkward experience, the next thing we're going to get to is why do you feel alone? Why, despite the fact that you have a family member that can't say, I'm here for you. You can talk to me whenever you want. I'm available 24-7. The first thing for me, and all of these are, are only based on my experiences because I never want to assume that somebody else does think in a, in a similar way. So please go to social media. Happy to fail. Reach out to me on Twitter. Let me know. I can retweet, get the conversation going. But the first one is you sometimes don't want to become a burden or overwhelm other people. So you keep your thoughts to yourself. I love my mother and she listens to the podcast every single Monday. So shout out to you. But I didn't want to always tell her every thought that was going through my head because they were horrible. They were horrifying things about violence about ending my life, about failure, and she was already doing so much for me and going through so much in her own life that I just opened up a bottle, I put all of those emotions right up in there, and I kept them to myself. The second reason that I often felt alone, going back to the story, is fear of rejection. That story was the perfect example of what happens when you do feel like opening up, when you do feel like talking about these things? Even before we had that, that hangout session, I did tell her, hey, I've gone through a couple things, so if you see me acting awkward, it's not with uh, ill intention, I'm still learning. And even though she understood, I understand there's a, a social component to all of this where I was not a positive person to be around. And that promotes a toxic environment. And at the expense of Juan Velas Court, I don't want 10 people having a bad time. So instead of being rejected, I just felt like I'm just going to once again bottle everything up all inside. Another thing is being with somebody doesn't mean you have good company. After my ninth grade graduation, something that my mother always advocated for was to me to try and establish a healthy relationship with my father, who after some physical abuse and emotional abuse, I broke off my relationship with him. So after my ninth grade graduation, I did try to speak with him. And uh, I'll never forget, there was one conversation in a car. He had a friend with him. And he was talking about the fact that people that end their lives are are weak, weak individuals. And as somebody that had gone through uh, three suicidal attempts, I tried to open up to him. And he just immediately shut me up. So even though I was bonding again with my father... And we were having a good time when we were watching movies, talking about school. The moment that we talked about my mental health challenges, oh, no, you don't talk about that. So really, I had company, but what company did I really have? And here's another thing. Sometimes I felt alone because I I couldn't explain it. It just happened. I could have an awesome day. And at the end of the day, I still felt alone. And something that, that killed me on the inside was that afterwards, I would begin asking myself, well, why do you feel alone? You shouldn't feel alone. But instead of just questioning, looking back, and this still happens to me every now and then, I should learn to just embrace it. Why? Because once you accept it, you begin to work on it. But sometimes you try to over-explain everything, over-analyze everything, and that alone exhausts the living hell out of you. Sometimes maybe I messed up something at work. Maybe I had a bad day and I wanted to talk to somebody, but my wife is not available. My mom is not available. So I feel alone at that point, but it's fine. We're not going to be surrounded by people 24 7. But we'll talk about that just a little bit later. The thing that I want to get to now is do I still feel alone in 2019? Now that I'm married, I have a healthy relationship with my wife, my mother, and a lot of friends. The answer is yes, because obsessive compulsive disorder and i really do got to do a-, a lengthier episode on that topic specifically it's not cured so i often have these intrusive thoughts but i've i've sat down with my mother and my wife and i've told them look as much as you love me if if i just talk about the the intrusive thoughts not only is that going to make me miserable because then i'm i'm opening up these terrible things to the world i'm also going to drown you so instead of sharing everything I'll share the thing that I know you can help me out with. Whenever I have this intrusive thought, let's go out. Let's go watch a movie. Let's go play video games. So something concrete. So it's it's a creative way to share what's going on through your head, but it has a positive outcome. You want a concrete thing that happens afterwards that as a result, not only do you feel better, but your loved one does as well. Not all society is ready to hear about the real things that are going on inside of our heads. Sometimes I've had people tell me, Juan, tell me everything. And I tell them, hey, do you really want to hear everything? Because I'm going to tell you, whenever I provide peer specialist training or I'm giving trainings to clinical staff, I will unleash my book because if I can persuade one clinical staff to be able to understand that some of these thoughts are so nasty, so intrusive, but we never, we never want to act out on these things. We never want these things. Do you know what it's like to have a thought about a, a loved one, somebody that you love But you're watching these people die you're not the one doing the killing but in your head the intrusive thought for this person that you love is wow tomorrow somebody's gonna steal the car shoot that person down and you're gonna end up being alone for the rest of your life these are the thoughts that do go through my head that are very real that are gonna be there for the rest of my life not 24 7 but they're damn sure as hell there And not everybody is ready to listen to that. And I guarantee you, somebody listening to this right now, you have a thought that you will love, you would give your life to be able to share that. But out of the fear of being rejected, out of the fear of not being understood, of being pushed out of the way, you keep that to yourself. And I'm going to work my very hardest to continue reducing that discrimination, that stigma, that that prejudice activity that does exist because we're not bad people. Despite what some higher ups say about mental illness, we stand proudly as survivors, as, as people that have attempted against our lives or have often thought about it. But even though we feel alone, we feel hungry. We feel hungry to thrive and to succeed And I'm going to go down now because I know I got worked up. But but this is what this podcast is all about. And I want to be way more transparent about this. I want to be real that if I cry, if I yell, if I'm angry, think of how many loved ones you have or you yourself, you would give your life to have these genuine emotions just flow. But you're afraid and you feel alone. So before we conclude, I do want to point out three things about what do I do? So I have felt alone. And I've explained why I felt alone, but what do I do? The first one is I recognize that I don't have the solution or the answers to my or other people's problems because we have so many things going on through our head. We just swell up. We have so many things going. We can't process enough at the same time. And we try to solve the world. We try to solve these mental health challenges. And sometimes you do have to let it go and understand That maybe you don't have the right answers now, but if you sit there, if you're patient and you're hungry, the answers will eventually go there. But you got to stay hungry. You got to push forward. Number two, I can't expect people to understand me 100% of the time, even if they love me and mean the best for me. I've talked about the fact that whenever I'm anxious, the last thing I want people to do is hug me and embrace me. I need space. And sometimes somebody may try to hug you because they mean nothing but the very best. And I can't take that personally. People can't get in into our head and understand exactly what is going on. So I can't just sit there and expect you to understand me 100% of the time. But I do have a professional and personal responsibility to sit down with people and educate them. And the last one, and I talked about the fact that I was going to bring this up. I always like to go back and embrace hanging out and enjoying my very own company because I'm not always going to have somebody by my side. I'm married, I have awesome coworkers, and some of you do also listen to the episode, so you know who you are. Thank you for saving my life sometimes because those people that you can open up to at, at your work, man, those people are your superheroes, they're my superheroes, but that's not always gonna be the case. So I purposely set out whenever I travel, or even when I'm home, when I'm driving. You know what? Today is a pretty damn good day to date myself. Gonna go out with myself, hang out with myself. In one of the previous episodes, I recorded an episode in a hotel room. And uh, guess what? I'm recording this episode inside my wife's car with no air conditioning on, And I may not have a shirt on right now because the amount of sweat going down my eyebrow is a little bit insane, but you got to do what you got to do to get the message out. And I have an incredible passion for this, for the topic of recovery. We got to wake up. We got to, we got to not be afraid to have the real conversations. So that's why I love these opportunities to record the podcast, because even though I'm speaking to you in many ways, I'm also speaking to myself. Every episode is a wake-up call that, yeah, you are going to feel alone. Yeah, you are going to learn to embrace yourself more and more each and every time. Because that's life. We try to figure out life so quickly that we get frustrated when we don't get the results that we want. So if there's one takeaway that I hope that you get from this episode is that if you do feel alone, if you do feel like you would give your life to be able to share the thoughts going through your head, just wait a little more. Be patient. Maybe you don't have that person by your side right now, but that person is going to be there, whether it's in a forum, an online forum, whether it's going to be a therapist, a psychologist, a best friend, a co worker, even a dog that you lay down next to and cry. We've all done it, people, let's be real. There's always, at the end of the day, there's always going to be someone or something willing to listen. Sometimes we just have to wait just a little bit more before they arrive. But hopefully this episode has been of benefit to you. And uh, luckily I didn't pass out from all the heat. But if you do enjoy the podcast, consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and or Facebook. That really goes a long way into supporting the podcast. Don't forget, we are going to be going on a season break after the 20th episode. So the podcast, the very first season, season finale, September 2019, Recovery Month. We're going to be talking about a couple of different things. Going to be going back to the list that I wrote over 10 years ago and some other things. But if there is a particular topic you would like me to talk about, please reach out to me. uh, Juan at HappyToFail.com on social media. I'm constantly posting clips and things like that. So hopefully this does get the word out. And if there's somebody in your life that doesn't understand why you feel alone, despite the fact that you have somebody by your side, just share this episode with them. Just let them listen to somebody that is not you so that they see it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about all of us as a community gathering, understanding each other, and living a happy, healthy, and productive life. So up until next time, thank you for watching and listening, and I will talk to you again next Monday.